Welcome, ready to comment on Edge presents the chat show. I'm your host, Mark Williamson. I'm here sitting alone in my room on a Sunday afternoon. Can you hear this? Probably not. That's my flatmate who's a cello player practicing her cello. Seriously, living in this house is like living in a horror film. It's just got a soundtrack of an eerie cello just when you walk around the house. Anyway, enough about me and my flatmates. Basically, need to give you guys an update on what's happening with Comedy on Edge. We've, I know that some of you are going, hang on, last week you guys put out episode 49, which is a great episode with Josh Earl, but it wasn't a new episode, was it? No, basically what's happened, a lot of stuff is going on at Comedy on Edge. A lot of it good, no, some of it not so great. And we've been a bit slack with the podcasts, trying to coordinate at the moment between myself, Ryan, Special Comments, Crawford, and Lester Diamonds, getting a little bit tricky. And so what we're going to do is the next couple of weeks, we, we won't promise you new episodes each week. We'll try, but I can't guarantee. But come the second week of October, oh, actually, I'll tell you the date now, October 4th, October 6th, we will go back to weekly with new episodes and new content. I will promise that. Um, the reason is, I can tell you some of the stuff that has happened, I can't tell you all of it. Basically, what happened, like coming up, myself and Ryan, we've both got Sydney Fringe shows, which has taken a lot of time. My show, Hipster Kill Teams, on October 1st and October 3rd at the Factory Theatre. If you want to come and see me live and you're in Sydney, come on down. I'm pretty proud of the show, it's pretty funny, and it's actually selling. It's The October 3rd show is pretty close to sold out, so if you're thinking, ooh, Friday night, and get tickets, get tickets now. I think if you just Google Hipster Kill Team Sydney Fringe, you'll find it. And also, special comments, Ryan Crawford. He's doing a show pretty soon. I think it's the last week of September. I should have been more organized and got the dates, but I didn't. His show's with another friend of the show. His show's with him and friend of the show, Matt Coffey, doing a show. It's called Team Friendship Something Sick or something. It's basically the two of them doing a split show. It's re They're really great comics. Ryan, you've heard him on the podcast, so you know he's funny, but live he's even funnier. And Matt Coffey is one to watch. He's he's a vegan, which normally means I'd avoid, but you know, he's got he's actually funny vegan. I think he uses all that tofu strength that he gets just, you know, so that he can be funny for half an hour on stage and for the rest of the week he's sort of mopey and laid back. But go check out Team Friendship Cut it's Team Friendship Cut Sick, that's the name of their show. It's at the Factory Theatre. Go grab tickets. And Lester Diamond, he's not doing anything at the fringe, although you never know. He may pop up in my show. Um, he'll probably be there in his capacity as a lawyer just to make sure I don't get sued by anyone. Um, yeah, no, nah, there's nothing to... Uh, you never know. You, you, uh, you can always defame someone easily in a comedy show. So check it out. Come along. And yeah, basically what happened this week's episode, I'm about to give you half an episode. What happened? We were scheduled to record on Friday with a comic... And with another, it was myself, Lester, and Dane Heiser, who you'll hear shortly, and another comic. And something came up and that derailed our. So we've got about a twenty-minute podcast coming up for you. It was pretty funny, but yeah, it sort of fades off because something happened which I can't really talk about. I'd like to, but I can't. Um, and that sort of derailed our recording. Um, so basically, we've got half an episode here. Sorry, guys, but it's pretty funny. Um, Dane's a pretty funny guy, so check him out. Um, yeah, so this episode, it's not very spectacular, it just sort of, I can't even remember how it cut out, because I haven't edited it yet, but it's pretty much mid-conversation, one of us got a pretty important phone call, and we sort of had to record, so it's not, oh, actually, maybe, maybe, maybe when I edit it, I'll do it like the Sopranos, will just fade to black, so if mid-conversation it goes, and then you just hear the, the outro music, you know, oh, that's what happened, um, if you want to... If you want to know what, find out. Tweet us at Comedy on Edge um, with what you think would have derailed us doing a podcast episode. Um, 
I'll give you a clue. It wasn't any technical um, or sound requirements. I know he had less time in doing the sound, but he did a good job. He held it all together with a bit of gaffer tape and string and nothing cut out. So this episode, check it out. And hopefully next week I should have another one up. But yeah, once again, apologize. And thank you so much for listening. Um, We do this podcast and I, I myself, of course I am myself. Man, I'm weird with this. I love doing the podcast. It's probably my favorite stand-up I love doing, but I love the podcast. I like the fact that I can sit here with a microphone and a couple of thousand of you guys listen to it each week. So I thank you guys so much for doing that. I know Lester and Ryan really appreciate it too. And Jasmine, the intern, don't forget about her. She's She'll hopefully be back on board in a couple of weeks, months, weeks, months. I don't know. Well, yeah, she she loves it too. So big shout out to Jasmine. So And thank you guys for listening. Um, If you are listening and you're on iTunes, I know I harp on about this rate, review, write a comment. If you want to start a conversation, ask questions through the iTunes comments box, I will answer, I promise you. Because, and I know it sounds stupid, but the way iTunes works is it's not how many people listen to each episode, it's what people think and talk about it. And that, and you're probably going, well, who cares? You know, it's a podcast, it's my podcast. That's great. And we love all our listeners, but we like a few more. It'd be just good to have a few more. And if you guys go, this podcast's really cool, someone else will discover it, and it's a chain effect. And before you know it, you never know. We, we, we want to bring some live shows back, but we probably need a few more listeners before we do those again. So the more love you can give it. And if you think you like the podcast, tw- and if, if we mention anything on the podcast and you think, oh, that, that could be a good discussion, tweet. Tweet us at Comedy on Edge. Tweet at Lester Diamond 28, at Ryan V. Crawford, or at MW underscore OH. Tweet us and we will all talk back. The three of us, we've got a lot of, well, Ryan's probably the least likely to get back because he doesn't tweet as much as me and Lester. But yeah, if you want to get some conversation started, do it again. And also, if you're in Sydney, I know I've plugged our fringe shows, but if you think to yourself, oh, Tuesday night TV is pretty ordinary, I wouldn't mind seeing some live comedy. Remember, every Tuesday night, we're at the Chippendale Hotel for our Tuesday night show, Comedy on Edge. The show starts at 8 p.m. And we have some pretty good names. Um, over this year alone, we've had, we have each week, you get a professional MC, professional headliner, and the best new and upcomers. And you also have special guests. Now, we don't normally advertise them because sometimes comics, bigger name acts, just want to come down, build it, try some new stuff, and just get a reaction. This year, we've had Merrick Watts, Eddie Ift, and Kitty Flanagan have dropped down. So, Tuesday night, 10 bucks, come to the Chippendale and meal. You'll get a great shot and you just never know who'll drop in. And also, if you're an aspiring comic, and I know a lot of you new guys are new comics and people who think they want to try comic comedy, um, listen to this. We have a workshop every Tuesday at the Chippendale Hotel at 7 o'clock. The way that works is the first 15 comics who rock up get to try out three minutes of new material, get to use the stage, and they get some feedback from their peers and fellow comedians. Now, it's a really invaluable tool because, as we, as you know, probably know some of their Stage time for new comics is pretty hard to come by. So this is a chance. You get there by seven, you get on stage, and you get to try it out. Now, I know it's performing to a room full of comics, but you get feedback. And it's also little things like you get to learn, you know, just being on stage with a mic and mic stand, learning proper mic technique and practice is really invaluable. And just, yeah, so come on down, check it out. And, of course, the Chippendale Hotel at home, they do some pretty damn good food there. And it's pretty affordable too, which is, yeah, it's, it's a rarity in Sydney. Um... I think all meals are under 20 bucks, and there's some healthy options too. There's, I don't know, well, there's a traditional pub fare. You can get your steak, you can get your schnitzels, but I think they've even got a kale and quinoa salad, 
Yeah, I know. Some of you are going, that's amazing. I love kale and quinoa. Some of you are going, oh, really? I hate kale and quinoa. Well, there's something for everything. If you don't like kale and quinoa, come and get a schnitzel. If you like kale and quinoa, bonus, come on down. And though the food is served on chopping boards, I can assure you that the drinks are served in glasses, not fucking jam jars. So check out the Chippendale Hotel, our favorite Tuesday night hangout. And also, if you listen to this and you've got a pub, come down Edge. We're happy to... T- I'm, I'm plugging away today, aren't I? Come on, on, Edge, we're happy to tour. So if any of you guys think, oh, I wouldn't mind a comedy night, get in contact with us. Um, our contact details are info at comedyonedge.com. We can talk to you. We can arrange something. And yeah, you never know. We, we're keen to do more gigs. So check us out. All righty, enough about me rabbiting on. Now this one, I've just done an eight, I think this intro is about eight to ten minutes. The episode off memory is about 20 minutes. So it's probably only a short episode. Once again, apologies for that. Um, but yeah, just bear with us, stick with us, don't keep subscribing because I promise if we do release stuff, it'll always be on a Monday. And if there's bonus stuff, which you never know, I may have some stuff coming out, that'll be a Wednesday. So make sure you've subscribed if you're on iTunes and just check it out. Um, and once again, starting October, we'll get back to all new episodes. And also I know I've said tweet, email us. If there's anyone you want us to chat to, let us know. We've got... We've got a little whiteboard here of names and like this, out the 105 guests we've had so far, we always want them back. So if there's any you liked, if you want my Zell back, let us know. If you don't want my Zell back, please let us know just so I can show him and no, nah, I wouldn't be that mean. Um, and if you want, you know, some new guys, there might be some some new comic you've seen or heard and you're like, I'd like to hear what they're on like on a podcast. Let us know because we're keen. For us, we love talking to people. So we'll do that. Well, anyway, that's enough for me. And I'm Ben Martinson. This has been a long rambly introduction. So I'm going to throw you to the ep- I'm going to throw to the music. In this episode, we've got special guest Dane Heiser. Off memory, before we cut off, we chatted about well, Batman. Dane, like most comedians, loves Batman. And we talked about I think we talked about Dane's mother too. Not not in a derogatory term. We just I know it's I'm recording this on Father's Day, but you know Dane's mother got got some attention on this episode. So check it out. Anyway, enough rambling from me. Let's get on with the show. And remember. It will suddenly cut out and fade to black like The Sopranos. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen The Sopranos. Actually, I haven't seen The Sopranos, and I know how it ends, so I didn't spoil anything for you. All right, enough rambling. Here's the show. Welcome, everybody, to Comedy on Edge presents a chat show live in Edge HQ. I'm your host, Mark Williamson. Joining me on sound is, well, long-time listeners will, will, will a chill will go down their spine when that when I announce the name. <laughs> but Lester Diamond on sound, how are you, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm back on sound. That's where I should be. The yeah, best sound guy in the business. Best. That, that's a big. That's a big. I think your body. Do you have the body of work that sort of backs that up, or? Well, compared to Ryan Crawford, it's a it's a significant body of work, almost oh. David Bowie esque. Oh, David Bowie esque. Mm. You, you, which 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 element of Bowie would you be? Diamond Dogs, clearly. Diamond Dogs. <laughs> Bowie. Love, well, it's good to see him back, and he's come back with the relevant references. I mean, it's good. It's good. No, it's, I'm thinking that's Dylan. Who's Bob Dylan's in town at the moment? Are you a fan of Bob Dylan? Um, I I, I don't know. I think he's. Fucking boring. I can't understand what he says, so I can't really make a comment. But yeah, Johnny in the man. But if you notice like with Dylan, all his songs sound better when they're sung by someone else. Yeah, like Hendrix's cover along the Watchtower is light years ahead of 
Yeah, hell yeah. So here we are. We've started well. We're, we're trashing Bob Dylan. <laughs> We've moved on from Bowie. We should probably bring in the guests so they can join. They may, you never know. We could have a we could have Bob Dylan's biggest fan here. I Who doubt that? it. But so ladies and gentlemen, we've got one of Western Sydney's finest. He's made the trip here. He's been waiting a long time to appear on the podcast. We we're supposed to record about an hour ago. So <laughs> here he is. So ladies and gentlemen, Dane Heiser. How are you, buddy? Good mate. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Are you you a fan of Dylan? Uh, yeah, I don't mind Bob Dylan, actually. I'm with you. I can't understand a word he's saying. But then again, most people can't understand a word I'm saying, so I can kind of relate to that. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah. I was just thinking we could subtitle this episode, but I don't know how you do it on a radio <laughs> no. show. It must, it must, yeah, you can't really, if you were, if you were deaf, yeah, you'd miss out on radio and I podcasts. I know, you'd miss the glory of podcasts. Is there, do you reckon we could, maybe we could get someone out there who could do a Braille translation of this episode? Yeah, I imagine there's people that do transcripts and that kind of thing, and you do a Braille transcript or something, maybe? How would you write Braille? Because it's sort of like indentation. Do you sort of... Because you'd have to write... Do you sort of like get a pin and poke into the back of a piece of paper? It is. A, it's a series of dots. So, yeah. yeah. It's an indentation. So, I, yeah. think, I think there's probably like machines that do the Braille indentations and stuff on paper. There you go, so, knowledgeable. Yeah. Is it going to be yeah. cost-effective, guys? <laughs> is it going to be cost-effective? <laughs> well, we can't really go, shout out to all our deaf listeners out yeah, there, is no, there. I don't know if you've quite got the market for it, but you never know. You never know. I mean, you Open know. up new territories, get yeah, new audiences. Ma- merchandising, you know, merchandising. That's what it's all about. You know, yeah. You know, we, you know, maybe if we've got 100 deaf, potential deaf audience members, and we I don't know how much this Braille stuff would cost, but say we sell a transcript for a... You know, hundred dollars. There's, there's a bit yeah. of cash. Is that a maybe? Do you think we're pricing ourselves a bit high? Just maybe on the podcast, don't call them listeners. Yeah, that's maybe true. that wouldn't work. Yeah, yeah. What, what readers, readers, yeah, readers. Yeah, no, to feelers, touches. <laughs> no, the no? touches doesn't really work. Touches. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm a big fan. I've touched all your greatest. Yeah, tickets. I'm a massive toucher. No, it <laughs> doesn't really work. I believe that's the, the title of Rolf Harris's forthcoming biography. Oh, Ooh. here we go. We've gone, there you go. I've beaten you to the punch with a Rolf Harris reference lesson. We've gone dark oh, early. Oh, we have. When, when you open with Dylan, it's all because I don't. I getting back to Dylan. I find his music just depressing. Yeah. He's sort of got that, I don't know, maybe it's that tone of voice, like... Well, my um, parents saw him when he performed in, like, Wollongong a few years ago when he came out and did a tour here. Um, And Dad was impressed, but Mum wasn't. Mum just said that he just, like... His band was good, but he was just completely lost. It was like he wasn't focused on stage, and he could she couldn't understand him yet again, and it just went over. I've heard that. I've heard that his last tour wasn't the greatest but yeah. the thing is I'm just thinking of all the gigs Dylan's probably played every major venue in the world you're saying that Wollongong just doesn't have the same meaning to him as <laughs> Madison Square Garden um, Wollongong could have been the start of his end well you, could, could the, have been in the beginning of his decline the gong told for Dylan yeah. <laughs> see I hope that someone used that headline in the local Wollongong newspaper yeah. you know the gong tolls for yeah. Dylan the gong rings loud for Dylan yeah. or something like that bang a gong this yeah. guy's not on <laughs> It's probably, it's probably the first time he's been threatened to be glass in his career. But. <laughs> Dylan oh, gonged. Dylan, yeah, gong. Dylan gonged. There you go. There you go. If, if this comedy caper doesn't work out for us, we've got careers as sub-editors. Because oh, you know, as we know, that the, 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 the written word is is the next big, big boom industry. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, watch out. Prince, go make a comeback. Now, your mum, I, I, lo- I like it. The thing I love about you, Dane... You're, you're very honest on social media. So, mm. I, like, when, I know you well. I've known a couple of years. We've hung out. You, you've stayed at my house. I have. Sorry um, but about I feel that. I've never met your <laughs> mum, but I feel I know her well because she, she's she's a feisty woman, from what I hear. 
Yeah, she's feisty and she's not my biggest supporter. That's what, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not, I don't think she's going to be the one, you know, saying, go on, you you can do it. She's not championing the comedy career, no. Is it just, what? She's never going to be my agent, let me put it that way. Is, is it just that she doesn't see comedy as a viable career or is it more that she doesn't like your brand brand of humour? Bit of both, bit of both, bit of both. It's it's more to it's more to be honest the 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 former. It's more that she just doesn't see it to be a viable career path, and she always says you should just get a real job and start doing comedy and focus on putting out job applications and get a real job and everything. Wow. And I would love to do that, but real jobs are so boring. <laughs> it's true. That's true. That's then you, you you can't just spend your Friday afternoon in a room with two other guys talking into a microphone. Exactly. It's, and what what better life is there than that? I, by the sounds of it, your mum writes policy for Kevin Andrews. Is that her career? <laughs> yeah. Does she make you do the 40, 40 employment letters, you know, applic- job applications oh, a month? Yeah. Yeah, she's almost that strict. But, um, yeah, she she's just, like, very easily kind of stressed out by that kind of thing. And she she very much, like, she cares for me and stuff, wants to see, see me go the right path, but just wants to make sure I actually get money and, you know, have a right career at path. Yeah. Which is fair enough. I mean, I want money too. Don't get oh, me wrong. Do. But... There's love there, but she doesn't. Does she did she have a career or uh she worked um when she met my dad she, they met in the bank they worked for a um, bank that won't be named uh oh. <laughs> no 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 which no, bank no. not that one <laughs> or no, maybe no. it is who knows <laughs> Put it although mind you i don't mean to cast aspersions because you're you're an old it's a couple of the <laughs> oh, no i'm just saying you're not you're not 10 years you're about you're you're about you're um, in your 30s 35 yeah so the bank may no longer be in existence that they worked for, or it might have merged into another bank, which the, merged into another bank. The bank is in existence, but I just don't want to give them promotion. Oh, oh no, or, or potentially get them sued. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, but no, anyway, they, they met working in a bank. They actually met in a table tennis competition at the bank. Oh, wow. So they, they, they were both playing table tennis. It was like in the rec room there. Um, and then they met there. Uh, she worked on like a different floor, a different level to dad. And then they met via that and then went from there. What sort so, of bank yeah. is summer camp or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did we say that? Um, the my, rec bank. <laughs> a, f- a friend of mine's mother, she used to work at a bank. I can't remember which one, but it was where Three Wise Monkeys is the pub in yeah. Sydney. That used to be a bank. Yeah. Yeah. But underneath... I'm banned from there, by the way. Oh, there's a lot of places you're... The from. bank or the monkeys? The monkeys. Well, wait till you hear this. They used to this. We're talking probably, I think, seventies. In the basement of what is now the monkeys, used to be the bank's shooting range, and wow. it used to be that all bank managers must be able to hold a weapon in wow. the aim. So she's been down there. She's fired guns in the middle of the CVD because they had their own shooting range. That's wow. old school. Yeah, so that's back in the day. So, but there you go. The, the banks back then, they all table tennis and guns. These days, it's all our... <laughs> Although, to be fair, guns kind of makes table tennis a little bit tame. That is true. That, yeah, but I mean, imagine, imagine like your, your parents got a pretty cool story. Oh, we met playing ping pong. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, imagine that. It's like, well, I, the minute I saw her hit that target from twenty meters out and spin yeah. that revolver, <laughs> I knew I'm gonna marry that. Yeah. One. I'm just picturing like a, a bank issue holster yeah. <laughs> with, with the insignia on it. It's, it's chained to your pants, so you, so you can't take the whole thing. But imagine in those days, like you know, you want like you know, you started like because a bank used to be like it was a pretty. It was a it was a pretty proper career. You start as your teller, you work your way up. Mm. But imagine like you know like okay, I want to be a teller. I really want to be a teller. To get to bank manager, you know, I've got to, I've got to work hard. I've got to learn to shoot. I mean, <laughs> the whole concept, like for me, like I I've ne- the only I've never fought a gun in my life. Have you ever fought a gun, no, Dave? No. If I did, I would bounce through the ball. 
You I reckon would, the recoil? Yeah, I reckon the recoil would blow me away. Yes, I have. See, I, fe- I I did paintball. I didn't like. Like, I didn't like the feeling. Like, I know you can't hurt people. You can hurt. It fucking hurts when you yeah. hit them. But I don't like the whole concept of firing guns. But yeah. imagine, like, because my first job out of uni, I worked for a bank. But imagine that, like, I would have had to have been able to. Sh- and I mean, imagine, you know, if you got a gun. Obviously, there's going to come a time, and I mean Sydney with the crime, the crimes, because it would have been Roger Rogerson today's oh, yeah. days back yeah. then. You know, imagine Roger comes in, what happens, son? Oh, I shot him. Ah. Oh. Yeah, did you? <laughs> that evidence, that money over there. Do you, wanna, <laughs> do, you, do you want me to back your story? Uh, I'm not casting aspersions that Roger Rogerson may have worked for bribes, no, but... Are you saying he might be dodgy? Dodge, <laughs> Rog, dodgy Roger. No, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't no. sound right at all. Oh, look, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure he went into that, to that. I'm, I, I think we're getting into, li- are we in liable territory or? I don't think so. When you're in, uh, <laughs> when you're in jail and remand for murder, I think you can, you can pretty much kiss goodbye. For listeners, yeah. Yeah. For <laughs> listeners who aren't in, uh, in Sydney or maybe, maybe overseas, um, Wikipedia Roger Rogerson, um, he's a Sydney detective. One of, Le- he's, it's funny, I, Lester got his job here as sound person. Um, he listed Roger Rogerson as one of his references, so <laughs> it was good. But Roger Rogerson, where Edge HQ is, is very close to where Roger Rogerson killed a man. Danger, danger, is it danger or danger? Danger, danger place. Ah. Yeah, so it's very, very go. close to here. We'll we'll go do some promo shots for this after. Yeah. <laughs> after well, the, do you want to play the corpse or Rogerson, Dane? Uh, I'll be Rogerson. Because, you know, I like Richard Rox- Roxburgh and he played Rogerson in the Blue, Blue Murder. Murder. Yeah. Do you hear that they're making a new Blue Murder's coming back? Like, they're making a prequel t- to cover what went down recently. Is it going to be like a gritty reboot? I hope so. You reckon it's <laughs> Yeah. Could, could, it, could it go grittier? I don't know. Is there any way to get a reboot that's not gritty? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, a soft reboot. <laughs> soft reboot. <laughs> it's just like the, the most fucking... Annoying thing that gritty reboot of Heartbreak High. You know? yeah, but do you think, do I just you think, like saying I just like saying gritty, gritty reboot. reboot. But do you think maybe they're going to go to the underbelly? Like underbelly? Do you think you know Roger Rogers and they're yeah. just going to write in a scene where Roger Rogerson's like, oh, "What are you doing now? Well, I'm sixty. Naturally, I'll go do some cocaine with some hookers." And, yeah, you know, there'll be yeah. that that spider bait playing in the background while he bangs a hooker. He'll 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 go to at least four strip clubs during the episode. I think sure. so. I think. Tell me this. Why do they make a great series the first time and go, you know what we'll do? We'll do it completely different and fuck it up so no one will like the rest of yeah. it. Like, why do they do it the same as the first one that everyone loves? I think, well, see, I think yeah. what happened with the first series of Underbelly was they wanted, like, there's, they wanted to do chop, like, they've got to, to do the 80s Melbourne, they've got to, Chopper Reed's got to be in it. And I don't think you can get anyone better than Eric Banner. Uh, so I yeah. think that, I think the producers are just like, you know, Hulk wasn't the greatest show under the greatest movie. His career is slowly on the low turn. We just wait a few more dud movies and then we'll get <laughs> Eric Banner for Underbelly. I think it's a gamble. I think they're going to reboot Underbelly with Eric Banner playing Chopper. Uh, so. Under Banner. Under maybe. Banner. Yeah. Under Banner. Under Banner. There you go. That could work. We're ideas being Let's today. market it. Yeah. Just think of this, but we're talking about like uh, off, off mic here about, you know, career paths and whatever. He was a fucking sketch com- com- comedian, stand yeah. up, and mm. it went from that to Hollywood superstar. Like, it's just insane. Yeah, yeah, and 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 a good actor too. Like, Great he's actor. nailed some really good roles. Well, I think I think for me, the whole the movie Funny People, he's by far the funniest thing in that movie. His cameo. Oh, his I don't cam- remember. I don't remember him in that. Really? In he, Funny People, he plays yeah. the what? He plays the husband. Oh, um. Yes. Yeah. He, yeah. 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 Spoiler right. alert to those who haven't seen Funny People. But. No. 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 That's right. I, I. 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 mixed it up with that um Jerry Lewis and Oliver Platt movie. 
Uh, that, do you remember as that one? No, that was no, funny. As you do. I think that was called. Oh, funny bones. That was called. Funny bones. Right. Well, I, yeah. well, I often think Adam Sandler. I think Jerry Lewis. <laughs> Apparently, they're both massive in France. It's it's great. <laughs> yeah. No, but he was in funny. People. Yeah, he, that's right. He was. He brought yeah. AFL football to the American masses, which yeah, was good. True. And because he did the thing that. I've always said if I get into movies or TV, there are things I'm loyal to. And Eric Banner is a loyal St. Kilda Saints fan. So in the movie, he was showing Adam Sandler Aussie rules. He goes, yeah, yeah. it's great. This guy smashes that guy. And that's Collingwood. That's a team everyone hates. <laughs> and I love the fact that he bought Collingwood, the team he hates, yep. into the national lexicon. Yep. I think it's great. Yep. So I'd like to do. I'd like to be in a movie. Or like if I had a sitcom... like. Seinfeld, you know, has his ode to Superman in his show. Mm. See, for me, the Geelong Cats, they're my team. You know, I'd work it into a show. Yeah. Is there anything you're loyal to, Dane? Like, if you had the movie? Oh, I reckon I would work in... A Actually, g- a, a stupid question. I follow you on Facebook, so I know what your answer's going to be. No, actually, I don't think you do. I would, I would work into any TV show or movie I did as many Point Break references as I Oh, Wow. That's yeah. pretty. That's impressive because yeah. I, I would have gone with Bat. I thought you would have had Batman. I know you would have gone with Batman, but you know, Batman. I'm kind of even. I'm getting a little bit sick of it at the moment. Oh, wow, that's a big. That's a big I know call. that's a big call on my part. I know, and I'm still very much interested in Batman, but I have a lot of other passions too. Like Point Break. Would you? What do you want them to see? The Point Break gritty reboot? Or? No, I do not want to see the remake at all. Uh, have you heard who they've got for that? Who? No. Um, Jared Butler playing Bodie. <laughs> Um, That's bad casting. And they've got a um, an unknown Aussie actor playing Keanu's part. See, I was hoping, like, instead of a reboot, I would like the sequel. Yeah. Because remember, we all know the spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Point Break, fucking stop now and watch it. Yeah. The final scene, he goes out for that surf at Bell's Beach. Yeah. I think he's not coming back. No, no. (laughs) I think it should be (laughs) Keanu. Keanu's character is just walking along Bell's Beach. And sees the skeleton. Now, Patrick Swayze, <laughs> I'm assuming he wasn't cremated. They could use his skeleton. He could get one last cameo. Yeah. And it could be like, oh. And then like his new guy could walk in and it's like they could reminisce. So that's how they should start it. Well, I see. I, see, I think they had a missed opportunity. When Swayze, God rest him, when he was alive... He was keen on doing the remake, and he not remake sequel. He was keen on it. They should have had that. He actually did paddle all the way to New Zealand. I was neighbors, and he was in New Zealand, and then the, the event just discontinued with Johnny Utah and Bodie. That's good. Cool. And, and he just chased him further, like that he, he got, got away. He got pretty sick um, towards the end, and he yeah. was pretty thin. They could have. Sp- you know, he survived. Oh, I, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> no, no, I he like could have been. They could have dug him up. <laughs> like they could have found him, and it's like you know, he got hooked on ice. <laughs> and you know, Keanu Reeves tries to find the guy that got him onto ice. Yeah, and because he would have played a convincing ice addict. So it's like Point Break: The Rehabilitation. Well, yeah, and and the, the revenge. You know, <laughs> they've got to you know this, they've got to find the the guy who's leading all the pro surfers to ice. I can imagine it. Point Break: Rehab and Revenge. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking more like. A 21 Jump Street funny version of Point Break. Like they have. Oh, okay. Like it's just like Happy Days or an Elvis movie where he's surfing on the wave, you know, just in the studio. And yeah. Then, and then he comes back in and then, like, you know. Not sure I like that direction, but it could be better than the Jared Butler direction. <laughs> so I'll go with anything. You could, you could do the old jokes where, you know, like, because they, you know, when they were robbing banks in their president's masks, one of them's like, I forgot my mask. 
oh, here's some face paint. Here's some face paint. Go as Obama. But that's racist, <laughs> is it? And then Daryl Summers can go, well, in the 80s, it used to be acceptable. <laughs> but yeah. nowadays, people crack the shits. But then try- you know Daryl Summers would be a good cameo. Yeah, because he lives around the he Bell's could, Beach he, area. He, he, could, he, he could do does. the eyebrows. He does. Yeah. He so yeah, I know. And, and and he he can make it. He could turn it into Big Wednesday because he loves bringing back things on Wednesdays. <laughs> oh, that that is true. I don't. That I was think, a bit of an obscure reference. Yeah, Sorry about that. I but, think, you know, I, think yeah. I think in his heart of hearts, Daryl. They just told Daryl it was actually Saturday because yeah. you know he just wouldn't. You know he's like you know. It's like, oh, what do we tell the creepy guy walking around with a stuffed ostrich? Oh, just tell him because like, do you reckon? I reckon Daryl. Sets um I reckon Daryl just sits around I reckon he's got the set of hey hey in his basement and he goes down there every night and just recreates his own little show. Yeah. You know, he calls up, Hey Amazing Jonathan, you're in town? You wanna 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 come down to the basement, hang out for old time's sake? And Amazing Jonathan's like, Yeah, sure, why not? Daryl, Daryl, this isn't creepy. Oh look, there's are they real cameras? Oh, they're cardboard. Yeah. After I heard him on Mark Marin recently, Amazing Amazing Jonathan, it brought back all the memories of Hey Hey, best yeah. Hey Hey comedian ever. Oh look, I loved yeah. I did like Hey Hey. Like as a kid, we sat down and used to watch Hey Hey and like I know it's dated now the concept but my first exposure to stand up was through Hey Hey yeah. bands I used to love through Hey Hey I saw Trevor yeah. Crook on Hey Hey once yeah I did t- I've seen that clip too former guest Trevor Crook Google him on Hey Hey yes. Shadow yeah. it was yeah. a very good performance and there's, a lo- there's a lot of current comedians today that start mm. on Hey Hey well, for like, like Lane on Woodley and Tripod and yeah. all those guys or Bill Hicks appeared on Hey Hey at Saturday really yeah wow, you can okay. find that clip Bill Hicks on Hey Hey Saturday right, okay. but yeah variety Australian variety we don't, we don't have I don't think we've got the budget anymore to well, do variety no. it's hard to have variety when it's 100% cooking shows <laughs> yeah yeah. what you say maybe that's what they or need or renovating to. shows <laughs> maybe yeah. they could combine a cooking show with variety you know alright now he's just got to stir his risotto but while he does the comic stylings of Dane Heiser <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 look at the, look, look at that! Look at that asparagus! You're putting asparagus in that risotto, yeah. you know. So what is it with salad? What's the deal with salad? <laughs> oh, did someone say salad tosser? <laughs> oh, oh, he's gone hammer and tongs into that salad. Look out! Thank you, Dane. Yeah. Now while they while, while they work on dessert, here's the musical stylings of regurgitator. <laughs> it just works. I think we've got. I think we've got to show that Master Chef yeah. meets Hey Hey yeah. it's Saturday. I think we've got a money. I think we've got a money spinner. Or bring in the wiggles so I can do fruit salad, yummy, yummy. Or hot potato, hot yeah, potato. Hot potato yeah. And then Cold they go, spaghetti. no, actually, hot potato is actually an OH&S statement. <laughs> Seriously, guys, wear gloves, potatoes. Because <laughs> you notice on those cooking shows, you hear them, the, like the, the chefs go, to be a chef, you've got to have asbestos hands because you've got to pick stuff up and yeah. it's hot. Fuck that. When does OH&S standards get waived for that? Hang you on, should... what, asbestos hands? Well, because asbestos is... Good, it's conductive to heat. Like yeah. so, it's saying that like most chefs, because they've burnt their hands that many times, they can pick up plates that are hotter than you or I. I'm not a health and safety expert. Yeah, but I don't want asbestos hands. I'm with you. I don't like the idea of asbestos hands doing my cooking. <laughs> wow. And and it's a bad nickname, by the way. Uh, to be called asbestos hands. It's not really good. Asbestos How are asbestos hands? <laughs> Bad one for me to pronounce too, but you know. Yeah, that, that is true. We should avoid the S's. Yeah, probably. Well, funny. It's funny you say that. Like growing up, my dad, um, my dad worked for James Hardy and sold asbestos products. Like, wow. Yeah, we had a shed made out of asbestos sheeny. So, <laughs> you know what? I'm almost 35. I've made it this far. You know, I don't know if I'll be making the senior circuit. <laughs> but just to get it, like, don't you live like Sydney? For those that you live, Sydney's pretty spread out. Mm. It's a spread out town. I live in the Chippen- Edge HQ's in Chippendale in the inner city. 
You live out at Penrith Way? Yeah, in Penrith. So yeah. you get to most of your gigs via the train, the old yeah. train? Do yeah. They look, how, how's it looking after? Like, how, how's that midnight train back from the city to the... Oh. After that, you know, you've just you've just been on stage at the store. You've had a smashing set. Yeah. Did you meet any interesting characters? I, I'll tell you what, it's a sobering experience. It really is. Well, you'd be one of the, the few train. sober ones on there, would you? Sometimes, not all the time. But, um, but yeah, it, it's just a really kind of depressing kind of vibe. To be honest, I haven't really had any bad encounters or bad experiences with particular people because I kind of know how to avoid them and I just go to the quiet carriage, sit in there, put my headphones on and block it all out. Although sometimes if you want a quiet space on the train, sometimes the worst place to go is to the quiet carriage. Well, I, I people don't, actually I don't, don't read the sign. I don't carriage. like the idea of the quiet carriage. Yeah, like I don't. Like I me, do. I do if it's respected and if people actually are quiet in the quiet carriage. But quite often, the noisy ones go to the quiet carriage and just, just disregard it. Yeah, but like, like you say, because like I remember once on the I was on a train. It was a quiet carriage, and this lady she had her headphones on, and I could hear the music, but it wasn't that bad. Yeah, and this old lady's like, oh, "It's a quiet carriage. You've got to turn it." Your head. Yeah. and I'm like, "Come on, she's got her headphones on. You put your headphones in." Yeah. you know, I'm sure Alan Jones' greatest hits is there. Or I was so frustrated with the quiet carriage that I had to take one of my comedy shows and say, "Look, like this." <laughs> 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 but but some people do like like that lady on the train do get carried away with the concept of a quiet carriage mm. like quiet carriage doesn't mean silent carriage it just means quiet but so me, i don't get like i don't get quiet i don't get like if people want to have a chat near oh, like i don't think i've ever been on a train that was ridiculously noisy like i've oh, had some, have, oh you have yeah particularly um because i often go into the city to do flying do different odd bits in the afternoons um i would go on the like say four o'clock train and that's when you get school kids going home Oh, yeah, but they're kids. And Come that does, they overrun. But even not those times, because quite often when you go in a city, if I'm going at night, there could be like a football game on or people going to some event or constant in the city and they all, groups of people crowd on the trains and they all make noise or whatever. So you just reminded me happens. of a beef I've got recently. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an AFL fan. I like, and I'm living in Sydney, or the Swans are doing well, so you get a bit of it. But my team's Geelong, so you don't see that many fans. And I recently went and saw Geelong versus GWS. And... I was lining up to get some food and the guy behind me had a cat scarf on and I started making a conversation. Oh, how do you reckon we'll go? And he's like, and he sort of dismissed me, didn't even go in. Now it's a, I think it should be a law. If you are in the same football team colors as someone else, you have a conversation. So to that guy who was rude to me at the stadium, fuck you. You're not a Geelong fan. Like I just, I just think it's wrong. Like, you know, like if, if I see Dane on the street and he's got his Batman shirt on, I go, oh, Dane, you like Batman. Oh, yeah. How good's Batman? Yeah. You'd go, oh, that's great. You wouldn't dismiss me. No, no. Yeah. Oh, you might say, oh, you like Batman. Oh, that's good. Oh, I've got to go now. i really got to run. I've got to be there for work. But, you know. Yeah, but you, you'd be you. nice. You wouldn't sort of just like, like, we're at a fucking football match. Uh, yeah. We had to line up 20 minutes for food. Yeah. Would it have killed him to talk about our full Ford's hamstrings like I wanted to? Yeah. No, he just didn't want to do it. I just thought... That, and then the flip side of that, Saturday night I was at a pub, Geelong was playing, and I was just sitting there watching the score. A guy came up to me, he had a Cats t-shirt on, he goes, we're doing all right, aren't we? I go, yeah, mate. It's gonna, and we had a 10-minute conversation, yeah. and it was lovely. Yeah. So that guy at the Ge- Geelong GWS game, fuck you, so, buddy. So, so what's their actual animal, the cat? Yeah, Geelong cats. It's not like 
super cats or something? No, we're just cats. We, we, we're none, just, none of this. Just, just domestic cat, is it? Yeah, just, you know, cat. We're sleek. We're live. We're, we're yeah. I mean, Fair it's enough. better than, you know, what the, what the fuck's well, a titan? So you're not a Persian or yeah. you're not a No, we're just cats. Type? We're just, just cats. Cat? We, okay. We're scrappers. We, we're doing well, yeah. Okay. I mean, All it's... Right. I. I think a cat would win in a battle of a, against a swan. True, I, th- I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. And I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, it's just it's just it's a nice, simple tat- cats, Geelong cats. It's funny, but like, like we got like the manly seagulls and that sort of thing. Like, it's not the, they're not the manly birds. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, well, <laughs> yeah, I think you probably have to be a little more specific. Generally, yeah, like tigers, I get. Yeah, but well, there's the ti- there's the Richmond tigers, but then again, you've got like the NRL's got some intriguing ones. Like you've got. The eastern suburbs or the Sydney City Roosters. Yeah, yeah. Um, Roosters covered Oxford Street. On Oxford Street, a lot of people like the Cox, so their football team's name, <laughs> the Cox. So I think it should be the eastern suburb, uh, the Sydney City Cox. I think it's more apt. Yeah, get a sponsor- sponsorship from Toolshed, maybe. Yeah, well, the tool- that's where the money is. But yeah, like, but you say that, like, you've got, I just still don't, what is a Titan? Gold Coast Titans. That's not so bad. It's like see know. to me, it's Isn't like a Titan, like a mythological thing, like Clash of the Titans, yeah. kind of so it, gods, warring gods, yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah, so maybe that that biblical kind of um, okay. kind of analogy, maybe. See, the, my favorite thing about the Titans is if you put the letter U in there, it says Tit Anus. <laughs> Nice. I believe that that's how they sign you Greek. Thinking about the Titans a little bit too yeah. much. There, I believe you, you spent one extra minute of your life on that, and that's a minute you'll never get back. I believe that's how they signed Greg Bird to his contract. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Greg, Tidanus. Oh, mate. I'm in. Give me a lifetime supply of glasses, and I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Quite literally, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, in. in. But then, but then you got what? You got the North Sydney Cowboys. The music. 